I'm a little undersized for the linebacker role. So we're in the process. We've got a couple, you know, uh, new players that are coming on that are a little bit bigger in stature. They're going to be uh, filling in that spot. And I'm excited to kind of teach everybody, you know, the ropes and, and how the defense works and, and what to go. And, and I'll be moving out to uh, one of our strong safety positions, which I'm excited about because um, I really think that I can flourish there. And then, you know, I'm our punter, which is always fun. Uh, every year a lot of women's teams are always looking for – a kicker uh, and punter of some sort. And so, you know, we had a punt pass kick kind of a competition one day at a practice. And I guess I was the last man standing. So uh, I, I am also a really, punter. I think you kind of just hand down won it. Cause when coach V looked at me and said, Des, can you punt? I looked at him like, are you speaking English? Like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not a punter. I'll do it if you ask me to. But when you said you could, I was like, Jamie can punt. I, I'd never seen you punt. Jamie, is an amazing punter. She's amazing everything, but, yeah, that job is hers. <laughs> Nobody else is going to take that one right now. But, Jamie, tell them what you do outside of football because that, that shows a little bit of what you bring to the table for the team. Yeah, great. So I'm actually a personal trainer at Cowboys Fit right now, so it's the gym that's associated with the Dallas Cowboys up at the Star. And I do a lot of, um, you know, movement-specific training. So I get a lot of – individuals, uh, athletes of all ages, whether they be 13. I have a 13-year-old national gymnast, and I have a 7-year-old runner. So um, I basically do a lot with people that come in and, you know, they're they're runners or they're lifting or they're active of some sort, but they have chronic knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, uh, things of that nature that kind of are just holding them back or slowing them down. And so I work towards, you know, accomplishing their goals, getting them faster or making them stronger, whatever it may be, while also addressing these chronic issues. Um, and so that's kind of my specialty. And I, I bring a lot of that to the team. So, you know, we're all athletes. We play football. But a lot of us have had athletic courage prior to this that have left us with some chronic, you know, physical ailments or aches and pains, if you will. And so I help a lot with, you know, creating prehab routines for the team or helping with rehabilitative uh, aspects, you know, how to recover after a game, how do you train properly, how do you get the most out of your movements. Um, we know that biomechanics is the number one way to improve performance, and since that's kind of my area of expertise, I do a lot in helping people out like, oh, this is bothering you, here's what you need to do to, one, not only alleviate that ache or pain, but here's also how you improve your athletic performance from a biomechanical standpoint in the field. And it's really cool this year because I this is the first year that I've really been given um, a large role in that sense where I can actually go in and kind of have more hands-on with the team. Unfortunately, this year, um, with the split and everything that went on, went on the offseason, we were a little behind schedule. So I'm getting my hands on everybody a little late in the season. But it's really cool. You know, um, I'm excited about how we're going to finish the year this year. And then with a full offseason to prepare – going into next season, I'm really excited to see what kind of changes we can make in the women's game because unlike the men, we don't have paid strength and conditioning coaches or even paid position coaches. So it's really cool for me to be able to step in and say, okay, from a biomechanics standpoint, this is how things should be done for strength and conditioning. And then on the field, this is how it translates. Um, And I'm also in the process of opening up uh, my own private personal training and physical medicine facility where we'll even be able to take this to the next level. And we're actually, we have a meeting tomorrow um, to discuss uh, a lot of cancer clinics we have specifically for female athletes. 
because as I mentioned earlier, female athletes, uh, I don't know if they get forgotten about, but not as much attention gets brought to strength training for female athletes. And so we're actually designing uh, strength conditioning programs for, you know, high school and middle school female athletes that's specific to, you know, their sports and their bodies are different. Our bodies are built differently than men. And so it's really cool because I can kind of take my experiences as a female athlete and as a female football player and, you know, my passion and love for biomechanics and work, and I can put those two together. Um, so that's, that's really exciting for me to get to contribute in that sense. Yeah, and as Jamie pointed out, you know, most people know we went through a little bit of a shakeup in, in our team, and that actually helped us to reveal a lot of strength. You know, I knew – Briefly, I was explained, you know, that Jamie had this background. And I didn't really know her that well last year. It was our first time meeting each other. But in the rebuilding and kind of rebranding of our team, I learned, like, you know, she's very talented. She, she brings a lot to the table with that. And with my coaching there's a lot of things that I can bring that are already created. We've got new coaches on staff, but they may not necessarily have the tools that they use They've kind of been out the game a little. They know, know the game, but don't have a lot of those little things. So um, look at your teams. They're professional women, and everybody has some type of talent, and you'd be surprised if you don't ask what your players have going on. But let's go ahead and dive into some football. We had a game this past week in our second game. We were on the road for the second week, and we had our first uh, bit of adversity. One, we were playing a team that we knew was going to be tougher than any team we've played before in the past. And um, it definitely, it, it was. Um, and especially being on the road this early and playing a tough team, um, we realized there's a lot of things that, that we're going to have to work on. There were some good things, but there's some things we realized we want to work on. To start off, uh, I was happy that I started off with a great play. You know, we'll get to the not-so-great ones. <laughs> but we have a great start kicked off and we're beginning to get good at noticing how to recover. So I was happy I recovered that ball, but kind of had a, um, a setback. One of our key players had a major injury that first time that we were in an offensive set and um, she went down uh, roach, bad injury. And she's a tough, that's a tough woman because she was real quick to get on our old team page and hype us up and keep us motivated and tell us to push through when she's the one that, you know, is fighting an injury. And that's the second major injury like that that we've dealt with this season in two games. It's kind of a hard hit. You want to um, talk about how that occurred, Jamie? Yeah, so like Doug said, um, opening kickoff, we deferred to the second half. And so Atlanta was receiving the ball um, and – we had an onside or kind of a pooch kick. It wasn't really an onside kick. It was kind of a pooch kick that we recovered for the very for, for the opening kickoff. So it was a great way to start the game, um, which was a good change of pace because going into that game, one, it was a 12-hour drive there, uh, and the bus was actually late uh, getting to pick up the players. And so a uh, majority of the team rolled in about an hour before game time. So we were kind of – hustling to get everybody together and get the warm-ups in and you know no excuses you gotta you gotta deal with the hand you're dealt and that was the situation we were in we knew we had a 12-hour bus ride and we knew hey we're going to be short on warm-up time and so the fact that we came out and recovered 
you know, a pooch kick to start the game was great for us. Unfortunately, that momentum quickly shifted back the other direction when on the first play we ran a um, kind of a, a, a toss to the outside, and unfortunately our running back got caught up. First girl went in, didn't complete the tackle, so she ended up kind of down around her, her feet, and um, two other girls came in and uh, kind of a one-two hit, and it unfortunately with the girl holding on at her legs, twisted her in a position that dislocated her ankle and broke her tibia, which uh, is never a good thing. And so, you know, she was taken to the hospital immediately. And like Des said, uh, I don't even know that the game was over. She was already on social media, you know, hyping us up and telling us to continue fighting and that nothing great ever happens without adversity. And and so it was good to, to see her in, in good spirits despite, you know, going out of the, the game and the first play with an injury as gruesome as that one and like Des said unfortunately uh we've had two of those and and I think personally part of that is is this year uh given the nature of the off season that we had we had a lot of people have to step in and fill roles that they hadn't either played before they hadn't played them in a little bit of time and we didn't have we had we didn't have as much time as normal to prepare for the season and so you know, people are still getting their legs underneath of them. Um, you know, people are running a little bit higher than normal. People aren't blocking as well as they normally would. So we have, you know, players coming off their blocks and, and getting hits that, you know, they shouldn't be getting. And so, uh, unfortunately, just one of those freak accidents where we've had both of our running backs go down early with injury. The fortunate part is is uh, Roach, uh, the girl that just, you know, got injured this past week in Atlanta, she will be back before the end of the season. Luckily, it was just a broken tibia, and the doctors think, you know, six weeks, and we've been rehabbing, she'll be good to go. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. And then, but after that, you know, the team the team rallied. And this weekend really was, as Dez, Dez mentioned, this was uh, a, a, a lot of adversity this weekend. Um, we, we faced adversity in the off season, overcame that. Had a great week our first weekend in Austin with a 47 nothing victory. Unfortunately, this weekend, uh, all those little things kind of caught up to us, you know. So um, the lack of preparation, you know, if, if you watch the game film, it was a kind of sloppy game. It was a low-scoring game, 7 nothing. So um, part of that is Atlanta's defense was great. Our defense held and was great. Um, the other part of that is if you watch the game, you would notice that our offense, definitely was not clicking. And again, part of that is because Atlanta, I mean, they came out and they punched us in the mouth. There's no denying that. They came out and they were a hot, they were hard-hitting, physical, aggressive team. And I don't think that we were ready for that. And so we did have a little bit of a setback, um, you know, this game. And, and like Des said, I definitely think we learned some lessons from that. And uh, what we're going to do before we get into discussing the game too much, I know Des wants to introduce uh, two of the other players that uh, took part in that game. One of them is a returning vet, and the other one is a rookie. Uh, so before Jez and I get too much into the details of the game, I will let her introduce uh, our other two guests for this evening. Okay. <clears throat> we have our center, who is a fellow math teacher with myself in Dallas Independent School District. One of the key components that helped keep this team together and was a foundation of rebuilding it. Um, we call her Crusher, but her mama calls her Tioka McDonald's. Crusher, are you on the line? I am. Can y'all hear me? 
Yes, we can. Okay. I am Tioka McDonald, as Dad stated, a.k.a. Crusher. Um, I have I bring to the table eight years of experience in football. I started out with uh, the Dallas Diamonds. I started out as defensive end, and my first year, my second year is when I was moved to center, even though I didn't want to be the center, and I've been stuck in that position ever since. No matter how hard I try to show that I can play other positions, however, I'm more trusted as the center. So I must say the center is a difficult position. However, the game cannot start without the center. As I stated, I played three years with Dallas Diamonds. I played two years with Arlington Impact, which is our next, our first home game, is against the team that I previously played for. And I played two years with Dallas Elite before retiring in 2015. And I came back this season as part to contribute to help rebuilding what, again, was had tried to be taken from us. And I'm glad I did because a lot of my frustration, my anger, I have somewhere now I can channel it. And so it's very awesome to be a woman out there doing the things that I wanted to do in high school, but unfortunately was unable to because Title IX would not allow it. And so now I get that opportunity, I wouldn't dare let it pass me by. That's awesome. Pressure is is a great asset. Um, I've tried to snap the ball. Um, (laughs) It only takes one to know you're absolutely horrible at some positions. So yeah, that's that's a it's a key position. It's hard to even teach it. I've watched college. um, What I've had my kids, you know, teach each other, and I can watch what they're doing. But that's a hard position, and as you said, the name goes with it. Center. You are the center of that offense. O line doesn't always get the respect that it should. And um, we definitely respect pressure. Well, thank you. Kersha, I have a question for you. Yes. For for all the uh, girls out there or linemen out there, um, what is what is the hardest thing about being on the line and not necessarily being center? Because we all know that the center is the quarterback of the, of the offensive line. But what is the hardest thing about being – on the line, and then what is the most rewarding thing about being on the line? I would say the hardest thing about being on the line, and I can only speak from the position of a center because that's all I've played, is the center is the main key component of the O-line. The center has to make sure the O-line is together. The center has to communicate with all the O-line, make sure everyone knows their assignment as well as their alignment. And um, the most rewarding thing about being on the O-line is when you're able to know that you protected your quarterback as well as made holes for your running back as well as made a way for your receiver or when we do the reverse plays or when we when the running back run outside, we made that we made that lane possible. And when we get those touchdowns, oh, that is the most rewarding part of it all. Now, the most difficult part about being on the O-line is when somehow 
communication is not channeled down the line. It's like playing that game. Um, When you have a room full of people and one person whispers to the first person and they have to pass it all the way around the room. You're talking about telephone. You're talking about the game telephone? Yes. And by the time (laughs) you get to the end, you done heard something totally different. That's a great analogy. Sometimes sometimes it's like that on the old line. And so just making sure that Every that whatever was said the first time is actually related down the line completely is the hardest part about being on the O line. And the only reason I why I say that. that is because you have defense in front of you yelling, you have the quarterback signaling, sig- signaling and yelling, you know, for the snap count, and it's, it's a lot going on around you. And I think the o, the rest of the O line can will agree with me with that as well. I think you might be right. I don't envy you. I'm glad that I get to be away from right. a lot of the <laughs> the drama or the action, if you will. I get to just stand out on my little island by myself. <laughs> yes, whenever we, we ran scout team and, and they're, they're spoken on the line, I'm like, oh, no. I don't want to, you know. It's, it's not easy. Honestly, for me, the hardest part is, is bending up and down. Like, that's you know, we're not youngest right now, but that's a lot of work on your knees. I do notice when you watch college, you, know, you see more of them wearing knee braces, but in women, it's not many. What, how do you feel about that? Do you recommend more women double up on those knee braces, or are you not a fan of wearing the knee braces? I am a fan of knee braces only because they do a lot of chop blocking on the O-line, where they try to take your knees out if they're not strong mm-hmm. enough to win up top. Or if you're beating them, if you're beating the D-line, the, the, that is the main thing that they revert back to is chop blocking. And that is just so that you can't move them out of that lane or out of that gap for your running, to, you know, to make clear for your running back. And so with chop blocking, I definitely recommend that O-linemen wear knee braces to protect themselves as well. And also, because, you know, sometimes we – our toes and stuff get stepped on, and we trying to go one way, but your foot got stepped on the other way. It helps also to prevent, I think, a lot of knee strain and possibly um, knee injuries. Right. So, Karsha, with the shot blocking, when people start shot blocking, because like I said, I for the most part, I mean, they've, they've slid me into tight end a few times, but uh, luckily I'm, I'm – fast enough because I'm, I'm smaller stature to kind of move out of the way of things. But uh, when people start child blocking, how do you combat that? I normally take a step back because when they child block, you, if you do take, but it has, like you said, it has to be quick. If you quickly take a step back, they're going to automatically fall to the ground. And I help them fall to the ground by pushing them <laughs> on, down on the back of the shoulder pad. And no, then they that kind of you know, that kind of startles them, and so that way, hopefully, they don't do it again because they know it's going to get worse. If you keep trying to chop block me, I'm gonna keep pushing your keep pushing you into the dirt. How many times? It's kind of like it's oh, kind of oh, like oh. a tipsy pop. How how many times does it take before they quit? Right. Uh, well, from my experience, I've had. Um, 
Matter of fact, when we played the DC Divas for the championship game, I had one girl that kept trying to chop block me. After I pushed her down twice, I didn't get it anymore. Okay. I saw, the magic drill. I, saw, I saw a drill with that. Um, I went to a North Texas practice, and they were big medicine balls. And the DBs were running, and then they slapped down the ball. I was like, why are they doing that? And that was how they were preparing for it. So this year was my first time coach girls wrestling, and my defensive coordinator at the school is the boys coach. He's teaching me some stuff. A lot of the wrestling moves help with that. said about how you push her down on her back and fall down. That's that's a, a fundamental wrestling move. Like, I'm envisioning, like, how you do it. Because I've been chopped once. And I was pissed because I like literally flipped in the air like an acrobat. But it it, it has it happened to y'all a lot, and it kind of scares me. Like you said, you know, our knees that's that's major. Exactly. And that's why being center is a lot you have to think about. To be center, you have to be smart, you have to be quick, and you have to have quick reactions because not only are you responsible for getting the ball to the quarterback for one. By the time you hike the ball, the defense have already moved, so you're coming up late. And so my thing is I always look at the feet of the three people that's normally – I look at six feet. My left – I mean a set on my left, a set on my right, and a set in front of me. And I kind of already kind of pre-planned by their stance if they're going to chop block. You can kind of really tell because they actually get a little bit lower than they normally get. And so it's just a lot that you really have to pay attention to when you're on the O-line, when you're looking at the defense. That's, that's actually that's actually really smart. I always kind of wondered how you all saw down there. But um, I think this is a really good point or a really good spot to bring in another one of our linemen who was a rookie this year. Um, this girl came into camp, and she introduced herself as uh, the body. And if you've seen her play, you'll understand why. We call her Bay because her last name uh, is Alan Bay. I'm not going to even attempt to say her first name. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and let Bay, a.k.a. The Body, introduce herself. Bay, are you on? Yeah, I'm on. How y'all doing? Good. Good. So so first off, tell everybody, how do we pronounce your name? Shaterica. Shaterica. Okay. So no, we didn't want to. Oh yeah, we didn't. We didn't want to attempt it. So we're like, we're just gonna let her introduce herself. But um, we want to kind of get. We want to kind of get your perspective as a rookie. Um, kind of one. What brought you to? Let's start with what brought you to football, and then kind of talk to us about your experience on the line so far. Okay. Um, as far as what brought me to football, I. Uh, I've been an athlete most of my life, and in college I was a three-time shot put champion, conference champion, and so I've always been pretty strong. And someone, um, you know, my college years asked me about playing women's football. I was like, no, you know, I don't know anything about that. A couple years later, I was living in Detroit. Somebody else tried to recruit me for a Detroit team. I was like, no, I don't know, you know. And eventually I just was like, you know, I, I need to do something athletic. I need to... I need to be a part of some kind of team, do something athletic, and and get back into some kind of shape. And I had uh, been watching you guys like Instagram and stuff for a little bit, so I decided to just give it a shot. So that's that's kind of how that happened. 
really telling us there's a couple of points here. For any women's football teams looking for offensive, well, any lineman, offense or defense, go look at your look at your collegiate shot putters. They are athletic freaks when it comes to linemen. And um, social media, so you're telling us social media. So for all you uh, football players out there, um, don't be surprised if these women's football teams are hitting up your inboxes real soon after hearing this. So, Bay, you are so fresh to the game. I don't know how much do you re- did you really know about football before playing. I was one of those people that I didn't know anything about football before I became a player. Um, were you knowledgeable of the game, or did you come in kind of with a fresh palate like myself? I am truly learning now. Like, I I have different family members who play football. It's big in my family, and if I, if I went to one of their games, I'm mostly looking at the people who have the ball, you know, quarterback, running back, receiver. I never really right. looked at the inside, never really looked at the line. So and now I kind of wish that I did. But, you know, some terms and things I had to learn learn what the different terms meant, like what you guys were talking about, chopping and stuff. I had to learn, you know, all kinds of terms. I'm still learning, though. Like, I, I've always been a knowledge seeker, so I'm really trying to soak up whatever information, whatever knowledge as far as the game and how I can be a better player, you know, that I can. Like, I'm I'm all open for it. You definitely have a an extremely positive attitude. You're always smiling. You're asking questions, but I know at that you are a beast on the field. With you learning so much so quickly, um, who's really making the most input, give, giving you the most knowledge right now that is, like, directly impacting you that you think is um, making this an easy transition into this sport for you this year? Wow. Uh, honestly, I can't pick one person. You know, uh, a lot of times I've I've heard that the line is a family and stuff like that. I pick everyone, all the veterans' brains, including some of you guys who are not even on the line. I've picked like all the veterans' brains. You know, I'm I'm asking everyone questions. Everyone has contributed to what I'm I'm out there trying to do because I, I really really just I'm asking everyone questions. You know, it, Crusher. You know, uh, Lightbright, another one of our, our players online, Morgan, you know, I'm asking all the veterans whatever questions because, you know, some things happen I, I don't understand. Like, I, the first time I got chopped was this last game, and I, I, my main thing after it happened was, okay, how do I combat this? Like, so I, I was right. asking them, okay, what do I do to, like, how do I get over this hump? Because I've never experienced it before. I really don't like it. <laughs> how do I beat this? You know, so. That's that's my theory. Everyone has really contributed for me. Well, that's good. This year, our focus is player development, and that means we're we're doing what we planned on doing. If you're feeling comfortable with everybody, we want everyone to be very welcome and and to share the knowledge. You know, whether you're in that position or not. So that's a good thing this season. Absolutely. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for all the, you know, wisdom and stuff you guys have. So I'm trying to soak it all up. <laughs> well, we're definitely glad you came out because you are, you are a body to say the least. Uh, you are definitely a force yeah. to be reckoned with. That's for sure. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, Jamie, before we get like again into the game, do you want to introduce do you want to bring on one more player, and then we can start getting, letting everybody on yeah, the game? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, 
Let's introduce our last guest, and then we can all kind of, as a group, uh, discuss this weekend's right. game. I know we all keep kind of mentioning it. So the last guest we have today, uh, her name is Rasan Gore. She is our quarterback, and um, this is her second year with Dallas Elite. Um, but I mean, I'll kind of, I'll kind of let her introduce herself. So, Rasan, are you on? You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, like you said, I've been here for about two years now. Um, came from Chicago, and prior to that, I came from Seattle. So, I've kind of been everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm playing quarterback for the Dallas Elite. I don't really know what else <laughs> How to does say. it feel to be? How does it feel to be back at quarterback? After a year off, it feels really good. Um, I uh, it's kind of been like my the story of my life, you know, um, trying to battle for this spot. So it feels good to be back, um, and I just want to make it uh, make the most of it while I'm while I'm here. Gotcha. Why do you think that? What is it about? Uh, I was just watching ESPN, and they're they have this quarterback the quarterback thing that they're doing right now, and Russell Wilson is talking a little bit about Baker Mayfield, and they were talking a little bit about how it's tough for quarterbacks of that stature to really break into the, you know, the league because of all the, you know, the status quo and, and the, the prototypical, you know, standards and whatnot. Why do you think that you've always had to fight for your position at quarterback? Was there anything in particular you felt? Well, I mean, I agree with what he's saying, and, and to that, like, in the female world, for me, it, it's been more about because um, I started when I was really young, so at first it was like this age thing, you know, where I wasn't old enough or they already had somebody there, so um, I was put on the back burner, and I was actually like a utility player, so they had me doing other things that, that helped the team, and I'm all, I've am i always been a team player, so, you know, of course I, I was up for that, but um, as the years went on, and this was like years, <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, I feel like I've put in my, my time, you know, I've paid my dues, so... I just think that um, personally for me, in my career, I felt like it was somewhat of a favoritism thing and then uh, ageism thing. So I just had to keep working at it. I never gave up. Um, and then, you know, as I moved around and stuff, like, because I, I went to USA and I tried out and stuff, and I was actually put as a um, corner. I went for quarterback, but I, I made it as a corner. Um, and the, the type of quarterbacks that they wanted were stand-in-the-pocket quarterbacks. I'm a mobile quarterback. So um, I just even the NFL is just now, like, you know, recently getting into, like, the mobile quarterback kind of thing. So it's always been a tradition to have a stand-in-the-pocket type of quarterback. So I feel like that was uh, kind of a stigma also. So um, I've had a lot of things against me, but I just keep persevering and um, showing that I, I'm capable of that spot. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like is. <laughs> A lot of things, but I just don't let it get down, get me down. So let me tell you, when I first started um, receiving balls from you, and we and it started off with the easy up. Say it again. You used to quarterback shooting over the seasons, and when you started throwing, we were like, um, we said easy, and you're easy. It's not so easy. Like I, I keep saying, our quarterback throws like a dude, like for real, and she's mobile, I, like you. You're very talented. Like, I'm so impressed with you. I didn't want you, you know, Thank to know you. all that because I didn't know you. I don't feel like, you know, what yeah. you are. Well, you know, I'm very impressed. 
that is a, a like something for me. Like I've always had to prove myself. Like growing up, my father didn't want me to play, so I had to show my dad that I could play, that I could hang. You know, I begged him for four years to let me play, and I finally got to play when I was in eighth grade. And then I played from my middle school years to my high school years, and then I finally came to the Seattle Majestics. My mom found them, so I've been playing with boys prior to that. So I was playing with a heavier ball, you know, like a regular ball. Um, and playing with guys, so I was competing against, like, dudes. And so when I came into the women's league, they, they thought I was just cocky, and, and I was like, no, I've just had to be in this environment, like a football environment, you know what I mean? So translating over was a little rough um, in that aspect, but people started to see, like, you know, it's not that I'm I'm being, you know, rude or anything like that. That's just what it how, how I was groomed. So um, it's just – me having to prove myself time and time again, that's what made me, you know, sharpen my skills, hone my skills, and uh, work on my mechanics as a quarterback um, to prove to people because I always had to prove it, you know, um, that I could do it. Right. I, I feel like you have natural-born um, teaching skills. When I saw you working with our rookie quarterback, it was your backup, Jackie, um, just watching mm. you work with her, no type of, jealousy or animosity you were immediately there to say hey this is what you do and it was it wasn't in a weren't babying her like you you were coaching her and it's not always like that especially with women we know how it is a lot of women can there can be jealousy Mm -hmm. or you're taking your spot and you immediately were like here this is what you do and and I appreciate Mm -hmm. that as a, a teammate because like I said it is um the year of player development and Mm -hmm. we've got to develop these younger players to keep the legacy on, to keep women's football growing. It can't just be about us right. you know, playing until our legs fall off. Right, right. There's so many things that go into that because I'm I'm old now. <laughs> I've matured a lot because when I first – I remember when I first came in the game, I, I did have a chip on my shoulder and I wanted it to be the best. And, you know, I was there for the challenge, you know, and I didn't – I would have never told somebody, like, how to do something. Maybe I would have, but – it probably would have taken me a little bit more, but now I'm, I want to move into that role. So anytime I see an opportunity and it, I feel like it just comes more natural to me now because I enjoy the game so much um, that I, you know, there's, there's different phases of it. So I saw Jackie and I just saw an opportunity. Um, I introduced myself and, she, you know, at first it was like, we kind of had that co- competitive stare in our eye, but then I was like, no, yeah. She's my teammate, you know, so um, she has all the intangibles, you know what I mean? So it was like, I, I was like, I just got to short a couple of steps here and there and, like, cut her loose kind of thing, you know, like, I, not to take all the credit for her, you know, like, anything like that, but I'm just saying, like, I she's very coachable. She's very receptive, so I appreciated that from her. And we we um, were friendly with each other, you know what I mean? Um, so that that helped, so... I appreciate her, you know, she's not, she's never been like, leave me alone, or I already know, you know, she's very, very receptive, she's very coachable, um, and yeah, I had to teach my own self how to play quarterback, so I think that's why I can teach it to somebody else now, because I had to right. go through that we myself. We appreciate that, we appreciate Jamie for recruiting her, thank you, Jamie. Oh yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I found that out, I found that out too, she was like, <laughs> she works at uh, Cowboys Fit with Jamie. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Hey, I just I just recruited my server at Chick Fil A tonight. I and I texted you. Oh, I texted one of our own. Hey, I'll you know, I say hey, always, always be recruiting. And <laughs> yep. I hey, because you know, like you guys know this, it's a constant, 
it's a constant in and out with women's football. I mean, we all got real jobs mm-hmm. outside of this. And, and, you know, football is a commitment. We're all dedicated to it. But, you know, I mean, I mean, we've, we've borne witness to it yeah. this year where I mean, you can have and freak it's hard not to just have it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like, I'm I'm all for it. I'm kind of like you. The older I get, the more I'm like, all right, let's find more and more people <laughs> to get in the game, and let's coach people up. The and future. It becomes, yeah. yeah, it becomes just as fun teaching somebody else mm-hmm. how to do what you can do yes. with the hopes that maybe they could do it better one day and see mm-hmm. the sport grow and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm always going to be recruiting, so don't be surprised mm-hmm. I'm out on the street and, you know, I'm always putting <laughs> people on. I sh- Hey, shame. I said I no shame. I will talk to everybody and anybody about it. Mm-hmm. So Jamie's number, yeah. if you want to come, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, for real though, anybody out there listening that's interested, all you got to do is go to the Dallas Elite website, DallasEliteWomen'sFootball.com, and sub- complete the new player registration form, and we will reach out and we will talk. Okay. Speaking of talking, let's talk this game. Yeah. wants to go. Let's first. talk about this game. Well, I'm gonna lead. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna put it out there. Hey, we're not making any excuses. We're going to talk about this game. It was – it was a uh, – I keep telling everybody. I came back, and everybody's like, oh, how's the game? Because it was my birthday on Saturday. Um, and so, of course, everyone's like, oh, did you get a win on your birthday? And I'm like, man, this game was terrible in every sense of the word. The yeah. the one good thing that came from it is we really did um, pull together as a team, and we, we, we kept fighting. I mean, we – Mm-hmm. We were low on numbers going in with injuries. We had four girls get injured within the first half, first quarter even. Yeah. And we kept – we pulled together and we fought. And we only lost 7 nothing. And and like I said earlier, I mean, this is not taking anything away from Atlanta because they were hard hitters. They were athletic. They were big. I mean, they were dogs. They were in there getting after it. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. surprised that the game only ended in a 7 nothing score. But – um, that's kind of my take on it. I don't, I don't, I, I think there's a lot of lessons to be taken from this game. Um, and we'll kind of get into that, but that's, that's kind of my take on, on this weekend. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I was sick to my stomach that I had to be the one to be scored on. And it, I would rather, if I'm going to get scored on, it be some amazing play. It was, I fell for the okie doke. I practiced it. And and I did at the wrong time. I mean, and I and I coached cornerback, so I did one of those cornerback one on one one on one moves that was like, oh, play your position. <laughs> you did. They ran the slant and go, and and Des bit on the slant and they hit her on the go for the the one touchdown. But um, no, you're right. And and the the thing that like, cause last year we didn't we didn't allow any points, and so I think and and maybe even the year before that, I wasn't here for that year, but you do kind of get. The announcers, I watched the live stream, they were talking about how, you know, maybe when you win, that was the first regular season loss in three years, and they were talking about when you win that frequently, sometimes you get in a lull, and I do think that, you know, people uh, assume that, oh, my gosh, they got scored on, like, they're over, they're done with, the dynasty has fallen, and and I think this is going to be a, a wake-up call for a lot of people that, you know what? Like you watch professional games and people get scored on, you know, it happens. It's, and I think part of it's good for women's football. I know everybody I talked to was excited to watch the dog fight that that game was. They were like, you know, for one, it wasn't a 47 to nothing blowout. Like it was a, it was a back and forth <laughs> yeah. football game. I mean, Gore, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts? I know that um, just kind well, of a, a synopsis. We'll kind of break down quarter by quarter, but overall, how did you feel about it? 
Right. I feel like um, I agree with you on a lot of points, and I also feel like in women's football, people can underestimate their opponent, and I feel like there was a little bit of that there on our side. Um, Atlanta started out how we started out, what we look like now. I mean, we're small. We're, we're feisty. We don't have the depth, but they have grown into such a – they've flourished as a, as a franchise. I'll give them, like, I give them props, you know what I mean? And they've got it, that nice stadium. Like, they are – they're on the up, I feel like, you know, um, as far as that goes. And um, we have a lot of new players, and we have a lot of veteran players, and I feel like we have a lot of veteran players in the right areas. We just didn't capitalize. We had a lot of adversity this game, and by that I mean, like, the bus ride and – coming off of a 12-hour ride and straight to a game and being, you know, behind schedule and then low on numbers. It was a lot of things we could say, you know, hey, but we ultimately um, weren't able to overcome that adversity. So I feel like the next time we match up, it's definitely um, going to be a different outcome. Uh, it, yeah. You know, football is a chess, chess match, you know, and I feel like we just didn't put our um, – we didn't do the right moves out there because I feel like that game would have been – a different outcome if we would have adjusted in certain areas, um, things like that. Um, our defense held it down, you know what I mean? I know we got scored on, but for as physical of a game that we played and as many bodies that went down and us having to play Iron Man, for them to only have one score, that's that's amazing. So, yeah, and their yeah, coaches I, on the sideline. I, I really, I'm really out. proud of our squad. We'll say it again. Their, their coaches, I kept hearing them say, come on, they're playing both sides of the ball. Like, they're right, still you know, we, we bend, we, we, we bend, but, but we didn't break, you know, and, and yeah, we lost yeah. the game, but I mean, like, we were still, we're still together, you know what I mean, like, we didn't go away from that game, and everybody, like, throw their helmets down, like, we're quitting, everybody, that made us closer, that loss made us closer, we all learned from it, and we all know we're ready to to get back to practice and, like, work on everything, you know what I mean, so that was very inspiring, Um, and I'm just really proud of our team for that, you know, like, we we did. We went through the adversity together, and we we stuck it out. So, I mean, that's why you can ask yeah, for in a situation sure. like that. For sure. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said I'm running football. It was it was to the point where I was like, what do we have? 16, 17 eligible people at the on the sidelines <laughs> right now because yeah. we have we have some people <laughs> that didn't make the trip because of injuries or work or you know one reason or another. Right. Um, Bay, mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to ask Bay about this because like I said, Bay's Bay's the body. I mean, she. She's a big girl, and she's in the trenches fighting, and I know she was getting double-teamed all game. So, yeah. Bay, kind of talk to us about, you know, like your perspective of how the game as a whole went. Um, I think <laughs> – yeah, I'm here, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, what I did notice about us, um, you know, being an athlete, is that a lot of times when people are, quote-unquote, losing, they give up. What I what I saw like I and I watched honestly I watched film immediately like when we got on the bus or not immediately we got we got on the bus but you know I, I watched film basically Sunday that whole thing and what I noticed was that we didn't quit like we did not quit that could have been you know had we quit had we had a defeated attitude we could have you know just given up and it would have been way worse who knows you know but we mm-hmm. we truly did fight it out the whole game as best we could they scored all right they scored we came back out and we just we tried to you know fight it out it was it was really tough like you said um we we take ownership we for our, field, our role and stuff you know yeah but but, but I, a lot of stuff you know it was just 
some things, in my opinion, and mind you, I'm a rookie, you know, I feel like some things could have been called that wasn't even called. And I think those penalties that they kept, the penalties really played oh. a part of the game. Like, we played the refs and the penalties. Like, we played the Atlanta <laughs> Phoenix, the refs, and the penalties. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, so I agree. Was, you know what's bad? When the other team, the announcers, that live stream, if you listen, they tried to play it off yeah. like, oh, it's evenly matched in this map. But even they were saying, oh, man, how did that not get called? Oh, man, how did that not get yeah. called? So, yeah, yeah, there were a couple. And 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 so I'm going to speak to this because I was personally involved in it. Um, my only concern, I don't I don't usually complain too much about the refs because, and I tell this, I, I think you remember me giving the speech to the rookies. In this league, there's not a lot that gets called. You can't depend on the calls. And that's not to say that the refs are bad. But you just can't depend on a lot of calls in the league. And so we work on fighting through stuff. But it got to a point where that game got out of hand. And we actually ended up yeah. finding ourselves in a little bit of a controversy, in a fight, really. I mean, like a street fight going into the halftime. And I listened to the commentators, and they, they labeled it as some overzealous blocking by one of the Atlanta girls. And, and basically what happened on that play is, is they're right. It was overzealous blocking. This girl was blocking me real hard, um, excessively hard. The play was on the other side of the field. Whistle had blown, yep. and there was still blocking going on. So we ended up going to the ground, and you know, you know, my it was it was cool. It was cool though because um, I could feel and hear my team run in, you know, and have my back and come in and say, "No, nah, that's you're not going to do that to one of our players." And you know, obviously, from what mm-hmm. I from what I heard, I don't know. I was on the bottom of the pile. I don't know, <laughs> but I heard you know benches cleared, and so. Um, while I don't ever condone, no, none of us condone fighting, um, we do all have each other's backs. And, and it was really cool to know that, you know, should anything ever happen or go down like that. And we know football, it's like Tipper Slur. It's a, I mean, emotions are running high in games like that. But um, mm-hmm. I, it, it, it was crazy to have, to, to kind of have that happen. So, Bay, you're right. See, and that's where I got frustrated because that game kind of got out of hand a little bit because, you know, some calls weren't called and, you know, um, Things got real chippy real fast just because, you know, um, I, don't, I don't personally feel like the refs did a whole lot to kind of check both teams. Um, we'll, we'll keep it fair and say both teams, but I definitely think that um, you're right. There were a lot of calls <laughs> where even the announcers were like, oh, my goodness, like that that should have been called. And, and, and some of them were big, big plays, like the roughing the passer on Gore late in the game. And even their announcers were like, how did that not get called? So, yeah. yeah I've had that happen in both games. I don't ever expect well, to call anymore. Well, I was mad when the quarterback helmet <laughs> came off and she didn't have the playoffs. I'm sorry, what? So I was mad when the quarterback helmet came off and she didn't have to take off the play at a crucial moment. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, in the fourth quarter. So let's kind of okay. So we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Let's. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna pull us all back in. Let's kind of talk about the beginning. Um. So yeah. So first quarter, we know that the we start off the game opening kickoff. We recover uh, a pooch kick and then. We immediately, the first play we run on offense, we lose our our, our primary running back. Starting. Um, yeah, starting running back to a, a gruesome injury. And then from there, I mean, you guys can kind of chime in, but from there I just kind of feel like the whole first half was just this back-and-forth struggle of, you know, our offense. I mean, we just kind of were out of out of sync. You know, we receivers yeah. and quarterbacks weren't firing. We weren't sure who was going to be our running back. We had a rookie that had been to – you know, a couple practices, jump in and step up. But, I mean, what – I mean, what do you – like, how do you – how would you guys explain the first quarter? Was there anything, you know, significant it was, that went on? Yeah, just having all that thrown at you at once because I think that was a huge blow. And it didn't really 
kind of hit me till because you know you try to just keep going. Thinking back on the game now, I'm like, wow, that was a stressful situation to be put in <laughs> to have like the first play <laughs> that your your running back go down, you know, and then after that you have somebody in there that you have to kind of coach up the plays with them, let them know like, hey, you're going this way, or you know, cut in, hold the ball high and tight, you know, it was it was pretty crazy there for it was like a whirlwind, um, and we just had to like kind of calm down and you know get our catch our breath for a second there, um, but all the back and forth, I mean, a lot. For me, I think that physically the bus ride really took a toll on me. <laughs> like my, I was like struggling with my throws. My throws were sailing, and um, certain throws I was just like, man, I, I'm not confident in this throw, you know. And I know that sounds bad as a quarterback to say, but like I'm just being honest, you know. That was that was rough. Our warm up yeah, well, take... was rough, and and that's and I'm used to you know helping you warm up. Jamie's usually there, and the things that you normally get to do you didn't do and that made me um a little nervous going into the locker room because I was like man that was probably the worst warm-up we've ever had and we you know out of it out of whack Krusha did you because I know you ended up having to leave the game because you had a shoulder injury was that in the first quarter too um actually my injury I kind of felt it coming at the end of the first quarter because I kind of felt my snaps getting back to gore slow, and um, I kind of felt strain in my right shoulder, which is my hiking arm, and at the end of the first quarter, I had asked if I could tap out just for a minute to check my range of motion, and um, I was told, go in for this series, and then we'll see. So I went into the second quarter when we shifted ends of the field. And um, I really believe the play was Denver's. And um, when Light blocked her girl, she was supposed to, well, on Denver, we're supposed to double. And the double never, we're supposed to double first, then go off to the uh, mic. The double never happened. So um, she did chip, but when she chipped, she chipped the girl over in front of me. So as I'm coming up to hike the ball, the girl is crossing my face. So I had no choice but to reach out to my right and try to, as we say, a, try to shift my butt to the other side. And when I did, she kind of like almost like ran through my right arm. So it kind of hyperextended. And so that's when I knew, um, okay, this, this is it for me. Wow. And so okay, I yeah. I came out the second play of the second quarter. Okay, yeah, because I knew it was and something on that. I just stopped. Yeah. Huh? Also, Bobo, um, her her hands tightened up early. So oh yeah, like, that was in the first. Was that the first quarter and, too? Yeah. That was the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. Dang, I didn't realize that all happened in the first quarter. I, because I, I know that Jackie went down too, but I think that might have been the second half. But yeah, you're right, Gore. There was a lot that was thrown out in that whole first quarter, beginning of the second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of like the wheels fell off the bus there for a second, and we're like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> right. We had to put, like, uh, some makeshift jerry-rig some stuff, you know, to get, keep it going. But, yeah, that was, that was a lot. It was a lot at once, and um, we were just trying to do stuff on the fly at that point. Yeah, I definitely think that a – Oh, go ahead, Krasha. They go, 
goes back to that communicating on the O-line and making sure everyone hears. And so I was screaming, help me, because I already knew my arm was not as in a great condition to battle one-on-one. And so, and you know, maybe like didn't you know what I'm saying, because there was a lot going on. And we were mm-hmm. close and we were trying to get in the end zone and there was so much drilling going. So, again, I mean, it's, it's before we get in the trenches on the O-line and sometimes it get hectic like that. Mhm. I think um, some things. I haven't watched the entire film, but just watching the first quarter and seeing that we went, and we were in the red zone, and then I missed a throw to Jamie in, in the um, on a bubble, and then we had a false start, so we got backed up, and then I ran the ball for six six yards, which would have been a touchdown if we would have never got a false start. You know, just looking back in hindsight, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, we were right there knocking on the door like so many times, and it's like missed opportunities, and it's like. That's how come I know that we're in a favorable, you know, situation where we don't have to overcome a 12-hour bus ride and injuries like we did. Like, it's a different outcome, and I'm very confident uh-huh. in that. So we battled through that, man. I'm so, so proud of our, our of our team for that. Like, I'm not hanging my head about this. Yeah, it sucks we lost, but we learned a lot, and we're tighter for it. You know what I mean? Like, we're we've come together a lot more. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the whole first half was kind of overcoming the first quarter and everything that happened in the first quarter. And, you know, had it not been, like I said, Dev's already kind of, you know, we all make those how did I make that mistake mistakes. And, you know, that yeah. was the second quarter play where they ran that slant and go. And I think that we were still just kind of reeling from everything happened in the first quarter that they got that quick score on us, you know, going into the half. And then I think halftime gave us an opportunity to kind of collect ourselves um, and mm-hmm. go back out for the second half. And I think, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I felt, I still felt pretty good going to the second half about our chances, despite yeah, um, yeah. everything, you know, despite having four people out. I mean, Bobo was kind of that fourth, and she was kind of in and out, but, I mean, her hamstrings were definitely, I mean, she was playing through pain. But, um, yeah. I mean, second half, I still, oh, you're right, it never, it didn't hit me until after the game was over, and I looked up and we still had zero points. But I was like, yeah. oh, my God, we just lost this game. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, to, to go along with what you guys were saying, if you really think about it, it the, the injuries were our offense. You know, like we, we all had to make some kind of adjustment on offense. The line had to make an adjustment because, you know, our center oh, pressure yeah. got in, injured. And so, you know, you guys out there had to make an adjustment. So it was like our offense really had to make some adjustments. And, you know, hey, we, we, we put up a good fight, you know. <laughs> We did, yeah, and their announcers kept talking about how they felt like Atlanta's offense might have been off because they had a new center, and I was just thinking, hey, we did it because we didn't have our center either. We didn't have either of our starting running backs because they went down week one and week two. We didn't have um, our number one receiver. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And, and we, yeah, and our backup running back, our backup quarterback. Three yeah, running backs. The top three running backs were all gone. Man, and then but. people don't realize like a lot of people. If you hear what people are saying about the game, um, you know what is going on. They don't realize we have a lot of rookies. We have a lot of people from different teams come out of retirement back together. It's not the same team, but it's still this is still a team to reckon with. You know, it's it, it's new. It's just gonna take us a little time to get it rolling. Yeah. 
I agree. And and to to that point, because everybody keeps saying they keep talking about the defending champions, and we are the Dallas Elite. We are the still we are still the same team name. We still have the same you know majority owner. We have a, a core group of girls that stayed. But what people don't realize is a lot of the players that were on the Dallas Elite Championship team either retired or it was kind of a it was kind of a three way split. You know, they either retired. They went to play in the IWFL for the Spartans, the Texas Elite Spartans, or they stayed and played for the, uh, you know, the Dallas Elite, the championship team. And so everybody kept referring to us as the championship team, and we are. But what they don't realize is we only have, you know, uh, maybe a third of those players returning because the other two-thirds either went into retirement or, you know, they went and played over in the IWFL. And and so while yes we are still the, the reigning champions we are only a fra- we only have a fraction of the players that we did and so um, you're right I think that we're going to get better and better as the season goes because we do have a core group of veterans but we got a lot of rookies that have stepped in and and are I mean talking about the announcers were talking about number 23 the running back and then she stepped in and played little linebacker and was you know stuff in the holes and whatnot. Um, I mean, she only had what two or three practices, and so I think that mm-hmm. our rookies are fearless. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're like sponges, like Bay, like Bay. There's like sponges. They're learning so much and progressing so quickly, and because we've had to to rely on them and develop them, because partly we don't have a choice, but you know, the second part is is this is who we are as an organization and what we believe in. But it's really it's going to be really cool because you know teams always say you're never the same team come playoffs. But with us, it couldn't be more true because we have people that, you know, are only one, two, one or two months into football. You give them another one or two or three months of, of playing and learning the game, and it's just it's exciting to me to think about where we're going to be come playoff time. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And her saying that, you know, the rookies being put in this position to play, you know, like it's not it's not a necessarily a bad thing to say that just because a lot sometimes people don't see the field as rookies so it's it's kind of it's kind of dope that they're getting the get their their feet wet all the way really <laughs> just jumping in. I promise you, some some of these rookies played more in that first game than I played my entire rookie season. I know I know I'm grateful for it. it. I was not as fearless as some of the when I saw Jackie and uh, King and uh, Bay, like from the beginning. Just of every Strickland, single one of them. Those yeah. three, nobody was afraid to hit. I was like, I need to get mm-hmm. lower like them. I need to, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm always learning, but I'm, I, I'm impressed. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like when I finally step back that it's like, well, they're still be so desperate. They still need me. I'm like, well, I hope they don't take my spot just yet. You know, we only get a couple more reps. Mm-hmm. We got that. We have that we're building. It's there. No, it's cool. I think it's – and it, it kind of – you know how they always say, you know, um, sometimes God removes people from your life for a reason or, you know, he saves you from yourself. I think that that's kind of what this year is. Um I think that it forced our hand to have to develop women, and I think it's something that doesn't get done too often. You hear about all the time – teams fold or even not even fold, but the, you know, they're trying to, to have a winning season or win the championship. And so they're always trying to bring back old players and, and whatnot. And sometimes the new players, you know, 
get kind of left by the wayside and they don't see the field or they don't maybe necessarily get developed because we don't have all the additional coaches that you have at the higher levels like the men do. And and so I think this year it, it's forced us to put an emphasis on this, but it's something that mm-hmm. the game desperately needs if we're going to continue to grow right. and, and not right. continue to just stay in the same spot, spinning our wheels, but to actually gain some traction and improve the quality of the game and get more people interested. And that's, that's what's really cool to me is to think about, you know, as the season progresses and then what we're doing, you know, with involvement in the community and, and you know, just building relationships even with other teams, you know, like uh, women's rugby that's in the area and, and some other stuff like that. So it's it's cool that we have the opportunity to develop these people and, and kind of um, lead the way for the next generation and the next the next phase. And and that's that's just, I don't know, that's just really exciting to me. And I'm excited that we get a chance and opportunity every week to come in and kind of talk about some of those things. So we'll get to, you know, talk about, like, we'll every week we'll recap games and whatnot. But it's cool because we'll get to tell these, you know, kind of stories about how the team's progressing, how the games went, what's coming up. Um, but also get to talk about what's going on in the game of women's football. So for anybody that missed the game and didn't get to see it, AtlantaPhoenixFootball.com uh, has the live stream video up. Uh, a lot of us, I know Dallas Elite Women's Football website has shared it. Go check it out. If you didn't get to watch the game, check it out. You'll see what we're talking about. And um, if you want to catch a game live, we actually have our first home game. Thank goodness. Right. We, we, get to, we get to stay at home. Yeah. We got our first home game this Saturday at Prestonwood Christian Academy. Um, Des, do you, Des or Rasan, you guys want to talk a little bit about, you know, that? Um, well, sure, well, yeah. We play the Arlington Impact. What's that? No, I said go ahead, Rasan. Yeah, we play the Arlington Impact, and they're they're another team that's um, on the rise. They're they're very physical. They've got speed. Um, I feel like they're going to be a similar look like Atlanta was. Um, so I'm excited to play them. Um, and a lot of the girls that we have on our squad, um, it's like they're this is our rival, you know. So this is going to be another hard nosed game, um, and it's going to be a dogfight. So. Um, hopefully we score f- first and we, we score fast and we, we get up ahead and uh, not necessarily coast, but just keep our, our foot on their neck, you know, and, and bring the fight to them. So that's all and I got to say about that. Uh, Des, it's First Responders Day, correct? Can you kind yes. of tell us yes. what that is? So uh, we're going to specifically honor firefighters, police officers, and EMTs in the area. And in this time – it's a great time to promote the positive things going on in the community with the with the police. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world, and we're promoting the I have a lot of friends and family that are officers. I've got friends and family that are firefighters. My dad was an EMT when he was younger. So we want to have some events going on for kids, for other fans. We want to honor them in the pregame and in the halftime. Um, we would love to them. So we're reaching out to, you know, all police officers, firefighters, EMTs in the area, you got to have a badge, a legit badge, and you will get in free. Bring your family. We'll have food out there. Again, we'll have an event, and you are going to see some great football. You know, we already know this year is a little more competitive. It's not going to be some 52-0 to zero halftime games. You want to see some legit football, this is this is the time now. And, and it's a new look. Um, after that bus ride back, we had some pretty intense, conversations that were all positive about the things to build off of and to correct to to go into this game 
with some 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 tricks up our sleeve, you know, a little more extra in our pocket, and, and we don't mind having that L in the as the last. Game. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that uh, you know I'd rather have it now, the second game of the season, than first round of the playoffs, and you know this, right. this wake up call happens in. So I, I agree with you. I think. So for anybody that hasn't caught a game, definitely check out this weekend. Um, Prestonwood Christian Academy. It's up uh, in Plano. The uh, location is, including a map, is up on the website, DallasEliteWomensFootball.com. If you want, go ahead and grab your tickets before the game. You can purchase them online. And if you happen to know a player, you can actually go to that player's uh, profile page and purchase the tickets through them. And so they kind of get credit for, um, you know, bringing fans out to the game and things like that. So um, it, if, if you're listening and you haven't caught a game yet or, you know, if, if you know the team and whatnot, go ahead and grab your tickets early. First, it's free for all first responders, you know, police officers, EMT, firefighters, things like that. Just make sure you bring your badge. Um, show that among entrants and you will get in free. Um, Dead. I'm back. Um, if anybody has has a phone they want to give me because my phone sucks and uh, I keep getting booted out, but I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> we'll get you a phone. Hey, if anybody yeah. out there wants to give Des, Des a phone, um, we'll let you yeah, know where you can send out. Or you can just do You can donate on the website. Just send her the money to buy her a new phone because she needs it. Send <laughs> me a new cell phone, please. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, we hope that you guys enjoyed today. I want to thank our guest, uh, Rasan Gore, and um, Tioka, a.k.a. Crusha, Tuka McDonald, a.k.a. Crusha, and um, The Body Bay. Hey, um, <laughs> hey Bay. But um, <laughs> we're going to be doing this every week. Uh, like I said, we're just going to kind of recap the game that we had the week or the weekend prior, talk about the upcoming game if we have one, any special events we've got going on, and then just some of the stuff that pertains to women's football in general. Um, we might get a little fun and, and do some off-topic stuff, but uh, – Hopefully look forward to you guys uh, joining us in the weeks to come. So uh, thank you guys for joining us this week, and we hope to catch you next week at the same time. Thanks for having us. Same place. All right, everyone, have a good night.